Thank you for tuning into this sermon from New Life Student Ministries. Our goal is to inspire, equip, and support our students and families with biblically rich and God-centered teaching. These messages are meant to be supplemental and not substitutional for our weekly gathering. We hope this sermon is a blessing to you and your spiritual walk. Wow, 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 wow. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you all so much for that welcome. Y'all can hear me? We good? We good? Awesome, awesome. Hey, how are y'all doing? How y'all living? Is anyone excited to be in the house of God today? You know what I mean? Come on, come on. Well, like Timothy said, my name is Elijah. I'm from Uganda. If you don't know, Uganda is where Wakanda is located. Uh, I'm kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so born and raised in Uganda, uh, moved here in 2011, not here in Colorado, but to the States um, in 2011 to attend Bible college. And while I was there, I was attending Evergreen Church, serving in the uh, youth team, in the worship team. And after I graduated, I was about to get on the plane and, the youth, and the, my senior pastor said, hey, I'd like to hire you. Are you finally staying here? I was like, heck yeah, I wanna stay here in the States. And then uh, stayed here, met my wife at Evergreen Church as well. Um, and we have one daughter, she's turning 20, she's, tur- she's not turning 20, she's turning one <laughs> on the 20. My gosh, she's turning one on the 28th of this month, and uh, I got a picture of my family that's, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a blessing. She is full of energy. I'm like, I'm telling you, she's just so hype. And a couple of months ago, we uh, were going on vacation. My wife and I were packing. Her name is Kaya. My, my daughter's called Kaya, and she was, she was like mad fussy. And so I got this like baby carrier, put her in it. And at that time, the song that was popping off was the uh, caught a vibe. So I was like going crazy. And my wife and I had it stuck in our head. So randomly, she'll be in another room saying, caught a vibe. And I'll be like, caught a vibe. And Kaya is laughing. She's losing her mind. And I was like, yo, why don't we film this? And we did. And somehow it blew up on TikTok. I don't know how. But can you show that? So this is the video. Yeah, so it was amazing. It was amazing. And the crazy thing is a couple of months before my daughter was born, my prayer was, Lord, may every place she goes into, may she bring the joy of the Lord. And then all of a sudden this video blew up and seeing joy going all over the world. And I was like, God was like, yeah, I, I, I heard that prayer. And so cool and so blessed to just have an amazing daughter. And I was super thankful to Timothy for inviting me here. I'm just honored. Y'all have an amazing pastor. Can y'all give it up to him, y'all? Can y'all? Legend, legend. That's, that's all I can say, legend. I'm so thankful that he asked me to speak. And when he did, I was mad nervous. I was like, yo, for real? You got great pastors like Brady Boy, like Dan- Daniel Grothy, and you want me? And I'm just so honored and thankful to be here. So, yeah. So. Let's get, into, let's get into the word. Anybody excited to get into the word? All right, look at the, look at the person next to you and say, let's get it. All right, so y- y'all are going through um, the Lord's Prayer. And um, I would love for us to actually stand and say this prayer together. And it's gonna be on the screen so we can all say it together. Here we go. One, two, three, let's go. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we also and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Can you, can you say amen? amen? Have a seat. English is my second language, so y'all gonna have to be, you know, really gracious with your boy. You, you dig, you dig? All right, so um, today I get to talk about give us this day our daily bread. And um, I know sometimes when, when, we, when we hear that or when we read that, you're like, why is, he, why is God, why is Jesus telling us to pray for bread? Some of y'all might be over here like, I don't even like bread like that. Like when I hear bread, I think carbs. Like, nah, miss me with that, all right? Or if you, you may hit up a restaurant and you're that, my wife does this, no judgment. You say no bun and you want, you want a, like lettuce to substitute the bun. I don't know how that works, but God bless you. We love you still. Um, but you may be asking, why pray for bread? Why pray for bread? And in order to understand that, we have to understand the culture of the time. You know, in our culture, you know, y'all got, we have like pantries full of food, right? And you don't have to worry. Your mom hits up Costco and then she might text you and be like, hey, what you want? You're like, oh yeah, I want this, I want that. And we don't really understand the, the culture of that time. Actually, before I go de- uh, more further, when I uh, first moved here, the host family I lived with at the time, they were showing me their house. They're like, welcome to our crib. And then they, show, they opened the pantry and it's full of um, goodies, man. I was like, I've never seen a pantry full of food like this. And they were like, anytime, just dig in. I lived with them for three years and I only went into that pantry three times and that was for Reese's Pieces. Man. And <laughs> I love Reese's. If you wanna bless me, get me Reese's and we'll be best friends forever. But, um, but that, that culture, that was not, that's not what was happening back then. They didn't have a pantry. They didn't have uh, refrigerators to store food. In fact, um, a big part of each day's work was to find food. Also in those days, people were paid one day at a time. They found today's food with today's pay. So if you got sick, like there was no way you're gonna feed your family. And so when Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread, they understood like, oh, you, you, like they're living that life that they're finding food for that day. They, they're going out to, to work to get food for that day. And I want us, I'm gonna divide this prayer into three different sections. So the first part, I'll talk about give, and the next one, give us, and then the last one, this day. And so give, and if, you, if you're taking notes, you can write down, God is a giver. God wants to give us good gifts. He wants to bless us. Matthew chapter seven, verse nine to 11 says, which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you, then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? It's crazy that we as human beings who are, you know, we're, we're, we're flawed. We, do, we, we have mistakes each and every day. We know how to give good gifts to our friends, our family. You know, even me, I, I love giving gifts to my daughter. I like, I'll do anything to get a great gift for her. And some of y'all, God has blessed you with the gift of giving. You just like to give people gifts and it blesses you when you see other people blessed. But we have to remember that if that's us, what about a good God? What about our good God? Our great God? Who, he's the creator of heaven and earth the great I am, he wants to give us good 
gifts. He wants to bless us. James chapter one, verse five says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who? I'm gonna need y'all to work with me. You know, it gets lonely up here if I talk a lot. I, I kind of, I'm like, oh, I don't like the sound of my voice. So we, I, I need like participation. All right, here we go. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who? That's right, to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. God who gives generously. Our God gives generously. It's in his character. In fact, he has already given us so, he has already given so much to us so generously. In John chapter three, verse 16, we know that verse by heart. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loved us so much that he gave his son. While we were still in sin, while we were enemies of God, God wanted a relationship with us. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Timmy talked about how God wants to have this intimacy with us. You know, he wants this relationship with us. And so while we were in sin, he sends Jesus who lives, dies, resurrects, so that we're no longer bound to sin, no longer slaves to sin, no longer bound to whatever depression or anxiety the enemy may be trying to hold us onto, but we are called children of God. We're free from sin and free to live the life that he has called us to live. That's the life of holiness and righteousness. So God just loves to give. And maybe for you, that's the only word you need today. And when you think about God, you think about this super stingy old man who's just, you know, super just angry and just trying to, he's waiting for you just to make a mistake and be like, I knew it. I knew you were going to mess up. But that's not who he is. He loves us and he loves to give and to bless. James chapter one, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift. It's important for us to realize that everything we have is a gift from God. The clothes we wear, the air we breathe, the snow we're enjoying, maybe some of y'all don't enjoy it. In fact, side note, if you're coming to church when it's snowing without a coat, mad respect to you. I don't know how you do that. Like, I'm from Uganda and it's just, I I came out of the hotel just like, you know, freezing and mad respect to y'all. But um, every good gift comes from God. And when we understand that everything we have is from him, it's not from us, it's from him. The jobs, maybe, maybe some, some of y'all here work, the job that you have is a gift from him. The, the money that you earn is a gift from him. The house that you live in is a gift from him. It can radically change our lives if we realize that everything is a gift from him. How? How does it change our lives? How does it radically change our lives? The first thing, when we know that everything is a gift from him, When he calls us to give, it's very easy because we know it's not mine in the first place. uh, In 2016, I I got to go back to to Uganda. I had to renew my visa. But while I I went back, I was blessed with a guitar from the church that I attend. And and I I was getting into photography and I was like, yo, I need to get myself a camera, get some pictures of the motherland, you know, show my friends when I come back. And when I get there, my dad's church... You know, they had the drums, they had the electric, they had the electric guitar, the, the keys, but they didn't have an acoustic. And the, one of the issues we face in Uganda is we lose electricity like randomly. 
That's another thing you can be thankful for, that you always have electricity. In Uganda, you don't know. You can wake up for school that morning, ah, no lights. I'm gonna try and figure out how to get to school and get ready in the dark out here. But so when, when they would lose electricity, they, they didn't have an acoustic guitar to help the team, like, you know, still sing and, and, and help lead worship. So I was like, hey, y'all, y'all can use my guitar while I'm around. And my dad is a pastor in Uganda, and there are churches that support him financially. And one of the things he does, um, like, the, the, the churches that support him, you know, they, they help build churches, build hospitals, build orphanages. Um, and he usually, you know, records a video of the progress, you know, trying to show people, hey, this is what your giving is doing. But I noticed he was filming on his iPad. And I was like, well, you don't have to use your iPad here. Use my camera. And time comes for me to come back to the States. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Y'all need it. Keep it. You know, I'm going back to the States. God will bless me with something else. I come back to the States. And one of my homies is like, where's your guitar? Where's your camera? Oh, I, I, I left it in Uganda. I gave it to, to the church because they needed it. And he, he was like, what? You, you did what? But to me, it was like, it wasn't mine in the first place. Like God blessed me in order to be a blessing. And maybe some of y'all here, there are things that God is gonna bless you with, not necessarily so you can hold on to it, but he's not, not so, so you can use it, so you can flex with it, but so that you can hold on to it for the person he wants to bless through you. But are we faithful enough to believe that everything we have is a gift from God? So that when he tells us, hey, give to this person in need, we'll freely give without holding on tight, without being selfish or stingy, because our God is a giver and he calls us to also be generous givers. Also, when we believe that everything we have is a gift from God, the way we tithe is very different. We give 10% knowing that God is allowing us to keep 90% of his money. So when we give, we give generously and it's out of a place of worship, out of a place of thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for giving me the strength to be able to to make this money. Thank you for giving me the strength to be able to do these chores, though I hated doing the dishes late at night and being able to make this money. And you're giving it to him as a way of saying thank you. And the thing is, when we realize that everything is a gift from him, we actually even live a life of thanksgiving and gratitude. We we, kind of find ourselves not complaining anymore because I know everything I have is a gift from God. The next point, give us. This gives us a, a compassionate heart. Something that I've realized sometimes that we tend to do, and, and I'm guilty of this, is we're always just praying for me, bless me, give me. But Jesus says, give us. And he's reminding us that there is a, there is a body, that we have a community of believers who are also in need. And so my question is, I mean, I got to see y'all hang out here and, and kick it. Do you know what your friends need? Do you know, are you praying for their needs as well? Are you praying for the needs of, you may have friends who maybe they need healing. Maybe they need a blessing. Maybe they need to be set free from addiction. But are we only just praying for me, 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 God, bless me, give me. It's not a bad thing. He wants us to, to bring our requests to him, but he's also saying, give us because we're called to be a community. Something that, uh, you know, the lockdown and COVID showed us is that we really needed community. The thing that breaks my heart is when I hear people say, oh, I don't need church, I don't need community, the church community to have my relationship with God. 
And I'm like, that's, that's not true. Jesus had a community around him. God the Father hangs out with God the Son and the Holy Spirit. He even has community around him. And if God himself is surrounded with community, he calls us to be in community. So give us this day our daily bread. Are you praying for also your friends' needs? Are you praying for your family's needs, for your parents' needs, for your pastor's needs? This day, this helps us realize that we need him, that I need him today. There's a dependency on him. And, and there's also a, humil- a humility that comes from it saying, God, I'm not in charge, but you are. You're the provider. Give us this day. Give me the bread that I need today. Not the bread that I, I needed yesterday, not the bread for tomorrow, but this day. Something, uh, a story, I, there's a story I heard from a pastor who went to uh, Chile. Not the soup, but the country. Um, and he, when he went there, he was staying with, uh, with a family. And one morning he wakes up and there's a knock on the door. He's like, oh, well, who that is? Who, who, who is that? Opens the door and it's the delivery man bringing bread. And he's like, oh, awesome. And the host family comes like, awesome, yeah, bread. And so what happens is that morning they have bread and cheese. Then lunch comes, they make sandwiches with the same bread. And then um, in the evening, they have whatever, they, the leftover bread. They just, you know, hey, let's, let's use it up. And then the next day, the same thing happens. He comes by, drops fresh bread, and they do the same thing. And he was, he was wondering, why do you get fresh bread every day? Can't you just store it for the next day? And the host family was like, well, they, they brought one of, the, one of the pieces of bread that had been left over, and they gave it to him, and it was stale, it was... It was It was just, it was not good. And what she said is, yesterday's bread won't meet today's needs. God's promises and gifts are like a loaf of fresh bread, fresh and new every day. That's why it's important for us to spend time reading the scriptures. That's why it's important for us to spend time listening to God, reading his word, because he has a fresh word for us each and every day. Some of us, maybe we find ourselves depending on yesterday's word from God for today. But God has a fresh word because there are things that we may face that day that he wants to give us the bread that we need for that day. And I know I'm talking about bread a lot. Some of y'all might be mad hungry. Be like, bro, I'm getting mad hungry. Hey, don't worry. I'm, I'm almost done. And you won't be hearing bread for much longer. But actually, when I talk about bread, he's not talking just about like physical bread, but he's talking about our, 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 our needs, that, the things that we, we need. He's also talking about our spiritual needs and also sometimes our emotional needs. And so I challenge you, spend time in the word because God has promises and things that he wants to give you. There are things that, listen, God knows exactly what you're going to experience today or that day, and he wants to to give you exactly what you need for that day. And so when we come before him, you're like, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, you know what my day is going to look like. I don't know what's, what's ahead of me, but I ask that you give me what I need today. And it might be peace. It might be patience. 
It might be his grace, his mercy. And something that I've realized, when we spend time in the word, our attitude kind of changes. Your life kind of, the way you walk, even you walk with a, little, with a little swag, you're like, oh man, God is good, bro. Like, let's get it, right? And then the one person who maybe gets on your nerves every day, they, they do something that usually would, would get you angry and you're just like, boy, you're so lucky I spent time with Jesus today. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, you're so lucky he's given me love today because he knew I needed it. That was the daily bread that I needed today. So I challenge you, spend time in the word because his promises and gifts are fresh every day. Lamentations chapter three, verse 21 to 24. But there's one other thing I remember and remembering I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love could couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. Every morning. They're new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with you, God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. In 2011, when I was planning on coming to study here in the States. Um, in order to, to get a visa to go study in a different country, you have to do really well in your grades. You know? Otherwise, they'll be like, nah, denied. And so um, I'd finished my final year of high school, finished the final exams. And during that process, I was working on you know, my documents and papers to be able to come to the States to go to Seattle Bible College. And in that time, um, I make an appointment to go to the embassy and uh, I go to the embassy and they're like, hey, we can't give you a visa yet because we haven't seen your grades. And I'm like, all right, well, it's all good. My results come back tomorrow. And so uh, I go home, enter my parents' house and my whole family is sitting on the couch and they're all quiet. They seem sad. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? They're like, your results came back. You didn't pass. I was like, oh, man, there's no way I'm going to go study in the States. That's, that's not going to happen. And we lived right next to the church. So my mom told me, hey, why don't you go to church, spend some time with the Lord, and just, you know, call on him. And the crazy thing is a couple weeks before that, my dad's church always, every new year, they, they take 40 days and, and fast as a church. And this was the first time that year I had fasted. It was a struggle. There were days I almost cheated with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But my brother came to me, he's like, he slapped that sandwich, like, bro, no, stay committed, stay committed. So I'm thankful for that. But I went to, 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 to the church and I put my, my results right at the altar and I, I knelt before God. I was like, Lord, I don't have another 40 days to fast. I don't have another three days. All I have is three hours. And I'm just asking for your comfort. I'm asking for your peace. I'm asking for, I'm just calling on you goes back, give us this day our daily bread. So I'm just there on my knees and I'm crying out to God. And all of a sudden I just felt like, all right, God maybe has a better plan. I'm gonna just surrender it to him and trust him. If it doesn't work out, there's gonna be another door he opens. And so the following day I head to the embassy and show my, uh, actually before that I'm sitting in, in the embassy. We all have numbers and they call your number and there's, there are doors, and behind those doors, you have to go in for your interview. But there's these tiny, like, windows that you can see the person 
that, that, that's going to interview you. And I could see the man who was, and he was mean. Like this guy has rejected my mom in the past to get a visa. And I knew him. I was like, oh, I know this guy. If you get this guy, it's a definite no, you're not going to the States. But something that happened is in that moment, I remembered my dad always said, the word for our family was the Mayanjas are highly favored. And some of y'all, you have a word for your family. You have a scripture for your family um, that, that your family you just believe that this is the verse for our family that God has given to us. And I want to challenge you and encourage you, keep praying that over yourself. And so in that moment, I just, I kept saying, Lord, you said that our family is highly favored. And Lord, I'm looking at this guy who's going to interview me, just like David looked at Goliath. And I believe that you're going to come through. I believe that you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And I was like, give me this day the daily bread that I need. And that, what I needed in that moment was his favor. So I go into the room, present my paper, and this guy looks at it and he's like, bro, you failed. I was like, duh, bro, you don't have to make me feel even worse than I already feel. I know I, know I failed. And I told him, but I promise I'll do my best when I go to the States. And he was like, wait here a bit. And he goes to the back and he's talking to his colleagues. He's showing them my paper. They're looking at me. They're nodding their head. And he comes back and says, your visa will be ready for you tomorrow. And that's how I ended up here. Because in that moment, all that I had was Jesus. He gave me the bread that I needed that day. And that was his favor. That was his peace. That was his strength. He's all I've got left. There's a, a, a mighty woman of God who's, now she's in the presence of Jesus. Her name was uh, Corey Ten Boom. If you've never heard of her, I challenge you to, to, to check her story out. This was a, an amazing woman of God who um, used, like, she, um, she, her and her family helped hide Jews from the Nazis during World War II. But someone snitched on them and they, they found them and her and her family went to the, to the camps. And she never saw her father again. She saw her sister die in there, but somehow she survived. And when she got out, she went around spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So she's an amazing woman. I challenge you, check, like, check her story out. But one of the things she said is like, you may never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Give us this day our daily bread. It's acknowledging each day, every morning that I'm dependent on him, that I need him. Praying, God, give me the strength, wisdom, mercy, patience to make it through today. God, I've got some battles before me today. I need you. You know, some of us are worried so much about the future that we neglect today. And I know it because I have conversations with some of my students and they're worried about the future. They're worried about the future. But Jesus said, you cannot add a single hour to your life by worrying. Again, Corey Ten Boom also said, worry does not empty tomorrow of sorrow, but it empties today of strength. Like God will give us the strength that we need for today, but don't waste that strength worrying about tomorrow, stressing about tomorrow. He's going to take care of it. How do I know it? I've seen it in my own life. Here's this young African kid who every day, my parents would, 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 would gather us together and be like, hey, we don't know where your school money is going to come from, but we're going to believe that God is going to provide. And I got to see God be provider in my life. And I can tell you from my own life 
that if you just trust him with your tomorrow, you can focus on today and he will give you the strength that you need today. Give us this day our daily bread. Make a decision today not to worry about tomorrow, but to trust God to provide for you one day at a time. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow will take care of of itself. Receive what you need for today. God needs us to trust him in er every area of our lives. Give us this day our daily bread. Again, you're saying, God, I'm trusting you with what I need today. Maybe you're here and you find it a, a battle each and every day fighting against addiction. God wants to give you the strength that you need to make it through each and every day. Maybe you're here and you struggle with anxiety. You wake up every morning, you're super nervous about what the day is going to look like. Give us this day our daily bread. He wants to give you peace that surpasses human understanding. And saying, God, I'm trusting that you know what I need. You know what I need for today. Also, when we pray this prayer, saying, God, give us this day our daily bread. We're also asking him to help us know what what we need. There's, There's a difference between want and need, right? And the Bible says that delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I know so, so many of us, when we hear that, we're like, oh, God is going to give me everything that I want, everything that I, everything. And it's like, no, no, no. He says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires. He will give you what to desire for. He will give you what to, what to crave for. He will give you the, what to pray for. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I'm trusting that you're going to give me what I need to crave for today. And you're going to give me what I need from you today. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Some of us are craving the wrong kind of bread. Some of us are craving junk food. I'm not talking little junk food. Like I'm a big fan of five guys. Come on. But I'm talking about the things in this world that don't seem to satisfy. Um, The worship team was was sharing before um, about how, you know, God is our provider and how he, Jesus says that I am the bread of life. And maybe you're here and you've been trying to fill yourself, your life up with things that are junk or they're the wrong kind of bread, either with relationships, pornography, endless binge watching, but then you see like, I'm, I'm still empty. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. That we can come to him and he will give us what we need. And that will satisfy us. He is a giver. Pray that God, you know what I need today. So I pray that you will supply what I need. And all we have to do is ask. Matthew chapter 7, that verse we read earlier. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish will give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who... All we have to do is ask. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Timothy was talking about he's a father, he provides. 
oh, y'all, you know, some, I, don't, I don't know your home situation. Maybe some of y'all, you know, you, you, you have parents who are like, you can go and ask them for anything, anything. And that's the same way we can come to God with our requests. And maybe you're here and that's not what you experience. You're kind of distant from your parents. I'm here to tell you there is a good, good father that you can come to him just as you are. Bring your request to him and he's not going to turn you away. All we have to do is ask. We have a father who sees, who listens, who cares, who loves, who wants to give. All you have to do is ask. Can we stand? with every eye closed I'd like to pray for us God wants to give us good gifts what are the needs in your life what do you need from him today he's here what's something that you've been struggling with each and every day and you know it's a battle and you're like God Give me this day the bread that I need. Give us this day our daily bread. He's here. He hears you. He sees you. He knows what you're going through. And he loves you. And I want to just challenge you. Just pour it out to him right now. Invite him. Tell him what that need is. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you're a good, good father. You're a God who sees, who loves. And Jesus, we thank you that you call us to pray, give us this day our daily bread because you want to give us what we need for each and every day. And Lord, we lay our requests before you right now asking God that you would meet our needs. We believe that you are a provider, that you are a good, good God, you're a good, good father. And we believe that there is nothing impossible for you. The word of God says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. God, we believe that you are able to give us the bread that we need, that there is nothing impossible for you. And we thank you, God. I wanna invite the leaders come in the front and if you're here and you need prayer the leaders are going to be up here in the front they would love to pray for you but before I go off the platform maybe you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus you come to youth group but you wouldn't really call yourself a follower of Jesus I'm here to tell you Jesus says I'm the bread of life you've been trying to satisfy each and every this 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 need this hunger in your life with the things of the world and you find yourself just being empty and empty again. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. If you're here and you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I'd like to pray for you. So with every eye still closed, I'm gonna pray this prayer and I want y'all to repeat after me. Say, dear Father, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart. 
come and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, let's continue to respond in worship. Thanks again for listening to this message from New Life Student Ministries. If you want to keep up with what's happening with us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NL Student Ministries.